As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to a Warriors All-82 Memphis edition Game 1. Tim Kawakami is with me. Marcus Thompson may join, although, you know, he's probably writing the story of the night, whatever that is. He's throwing it all down. We're just setting it up for him, but all good. We'll, we'll, we'll do this preliminary stuff, and the real stuff will come when Marcus finishes up and comes over here. Marcus Thompson, maybe we just eject Marcus Thompson. <laughs> flagrantly uh, late. Flagrantly late. So, um, just a massive Warriors win in Memphis. Uh, you know, the type of win that it is game one, but changes the series. Um, you, I mean, you felt it in that second half when the Warriors come out post Draymond ejection, which we can get to, and they're down seven. Because it wasn't, you didn't just have the Draymond ejection, but you had right after that, uh, John Morant alley-oop, which we know what that does to this Memphis crowd. And then John Morant taking Kaminga one-on-one to, you know, floater right at the buzzer to go up seven he tells Kaminga right to his face he can't guard me which fired stuff up which leads to a moment later that I wrote about but generally at that point you're thinking you know the Warriors might be you about to get run out of the building in game one without Draymond in the second half and then they come out and they win the game and to me that that changes the series the third quarter was so big I read at the time I was thinking at the time even if they lost the game in the fourth quarter, just that third quarter, just that comeback, they're not giving in. They're not just saying that, oh, poor us, Draymond's out, everything's going against us. Uh, and I hate to play that card. I, I never criticize officials in big moments. The officials were bad. It was a total homer officiating. I thought I would say that if it was working the other way for the Warriors' side. And for the Warriors to say, you know what, we're gonna do, we're still gonna do this, we're still gonna win this without Draymond. I think I've said this; he's their most important player, other than Curry. And to do it with you know Kavon Looney in there and Jordan Poole just going off, and all Jared, Gary Payne the second, it felt I wrote I felt like two wins. You outlasted the officials, and then you outlasted the Grizzlies, and and the Warriors. Are saying it's one game, only one game, this felt like two games or more to me. This feels like they have a giant lead in the series emotionally because if they can beat the Grizzlies after losing Draymond Green in the second quarter, well, I mean, what's what's the Grizzlies thinking here? Like, when's any league going to be safe? What are they going to be like at Chase Center when it's not here? This just felt like the Warriors are up 2-0. Might even feel like they're up 2.5 to nothing. Oof. Um... 
Marcus Thompson is now Here. with us. Uh, you know, on the officiating, like, that was, I mean, especially sitting down there, like, that was a really tough game to officiate. It was really physical. I didn't think they did a good job. I didn't necessarily hate a lot of the calls, but the Draymond ejection is, like, such a massive swing moment. Should Could have been in the game, and probably, I guess we can start there. But what did you just think of that decision? Yeah, I think they're doing a thing. What was it we were talking about before where they, they're – essentially giving you two fouls on one play right they're like essentially flagrant one for hitting him in the face face, and then flagrant two for what they thought was pulling them down that's the part i don't like it's like all in the same you know arena if you punch a dude twice in the face is that two flagrant ones or is that one (laughs) do you get one for every punch to me that i just don't like how they do that um I thought I just I, I hate I hate playoff games being decided by that type of stuff. I just can't stand it. It's just it, it seemed like such an easy flagrant one call. Yes. It was like it was over the Nobody top. Nobody would have yeah, been yeah. mad if it was flagrant well, one. The crowd would have been mad. Well, the crowd, well, the crowd was chanting, throw him out. Throw. I think they felt the crowd. I think they saw the video. How many times they played the video of, of him grabbing the, the jersey and throwing him down? They played it over and again, and they just kind of was like, uh, okay. If they, if they had said flagrant one, the crowd would have been. I don't. I'm not even sure they would have went. Oh, they would have been like, all oh, right, yeah, flagrant yeah, one, yeah. two. Free throws, like haha. We because it's funny. I'm so I'm sitting right there, like basically where you are is where the referees are. Draymond's sitting next to the rest, kind of like over his shoulder, watching a little bit. And they started chanting, Throw him out, throw him out. And, and he started to kind of bob his head, do it a little bit. And then Steve Kerr and Steph look at each other, and Kerr goes, like Throw him out. <laughs> That's funny, like throw him out. Like, yeah, it right. Wasn't, it wasn't necessary, no. it didn't benefit the game at all. What was and then, but the funny thing is, then the refs look at each other, and you could hear them talking. And what you're saying is right, they were kind of talking about like the, the repetitive nature of the foul, and it was like almost, Well, it's a one here, and it's a one there, and then. I saw them go, like, I think we're going to go two. We should go two. And then I saw Draymond said it on his podcast, but it was weird. He turned to Draymond and went, we're going to go with the flagrant. And then he kind of looked around, two. (laughs) And then that's when Draymond popped off. Yeah, danced out, that, which is, could have been a technical foul by itself, but he had already been ejected. I, I thought it was poor. Uh, I, I just thought they let the crowd affect him and let the crowd affect him a couple other times. This is not a good crew. Again, I am not usually the referee guy. I thought they were bad. Not anti-Warriors, just being total homers. Uh, but the Warriors got mad. Like they, I mean, Clay said it. I played angry. They, they got mad. They summoned this old Warrior thing in them. Jordan Poole joined it for the first time, you know, comparing it to Houston Rockets Game 7 and 18 Western Conference Finals, Oklahoma City Game 6. I think we all know that one, 2016. There's been others. Game 4 here in 2015. Like these things go are talked about in documentaries, and, you know, this is what we continuously write about. We just have one right in front of us. This was, this was one of those. Uh, today and to do it again you know this is like when they beat the the portland in in the western conference finals in 19 without without durant this team can summon this doesn't mean they're going to championship but this summoning is special about them uh, and this that third quarter and then fight their way through the fourth was another prime example and we didn't know if we'd ever see it again You're like this kind of warrior summoning and we just saw it Draymond now has two flagrant foul points. Uh, four is a suspension, as I think everybody who's covered the Warriors, including Draymond Green, knows, because that's what happened in 16. That's why he got the final suspension. I'm maybe, I mean, I assume they're going to try to talk to the league and get it at least down to a one, because that would save him flagrant points. Doesn't get him the second half back. That doesn't end up mattering. The Warriors, you know, come back, win this game. Marcus, what from beyond just the the ejection standpoint, like what is like storyline number one in your mind? 
Uh, I love the. To me, it's just I wonder what the Grizzlies are gonna do. Like the, the three guards were clearly a problem for them, and then you throw in Peyton as the fourth one, and it's like okay, they need Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain to play incredibly well because that really wasn't even a great Clay performance, right? It wasn't. I would say it was like a below average. Yeah, clay below average Clay performance. Uh, and Steph wasn't you know incredible like we know he can be. But they just have a problem, like, chasing those dudes around it. Like, it is tough. It it was a problem for Dylan Brooks. It looks like it might be a problem for Bain. The shot isn't there. So I walked away thinking, like, okay, we've been spending all this time talking about how tough Memphis is for the Warriors. But game one was like, hold on. <laughs> how are they going to deal with all of this? To me, that, that's, that was kind of crazy. Then you start thinking about... Like, they were in foul trouble. All of them were in foul trouble. All of them. All the Warriors guards were in foul trouble, uh, except for Jordan Poole. But, you know, that's the part about the rest I didn't like. There were 40-something fouls in this game. It's like a foul every 45 seconds. Like, they were just – 44 fouls. 25 on the Warriors. 44 fouls, I guess. That's a little bit less than a foul a minute. But, yeah, that's just – it was a lot of stoppages, but – you know, you, you just presume Steph, Clay, Gary Payton won't have three fouls in the first half again, right? Maybe they will, but you just presume they won't. And to me, Gary Payton not being in foul trouble is a huge win for the Warriors. They just approach Ja way differently when Gary Payton's on the court. They're moving him off the ball. They're setting screens to try to get him away. It's forcing other people to try to create. And then he's coming as a helper once – they try to create. He's coming as the helper and being disruptive. So, to me, if if he stays out of foul trouble, that's a huge benefit for the Warriors. Pool is so massive. The, the, this Jordan Pool leap is so massive for so many reasons. But like you could really see it in this game where Draymond gets ejected at half, and I think Kerr in some way switched up his strategy at halftime. And instead of you know starting Looney and starting Peyton, he was saying you can't really defend them to death in this game because there's no Draymond. So it's like it's got to be three guards. It's got to be outscore them. Yeah. They get the thirty six point third quarter that changed the game. A lot of that was Pool. He had nine assists, and then the big one, and it's kind of forgotten. I think just in this tornado of a game but they go plus five in the first four and a half minutes of the fourth without Steph Curry and not only did they outscore him by five stretch the lead to sixth when's the last time you felt like super uneasy about Steph Curry being on the bench obviously you want Steph on the floor but what Jordan Poole has become particularly when Steph was out has made those minutes not feel like they They used to time out to get him back in though (laughs) like it was a little shaky there but no question I mean Jordan Poole at his best is somebody that can carry a unit. There's also yeah. another player who's who's not out there in the second unit, I must say. Who's that? Who's making you feel a lot more comfortable. You talk about what Draymond uh, is not out there. Oh, okay, the negative here. <laughs> Going on the negative. Uh, yeah, you are saying no Draymond. What are you talking about here? Uh, Jordan Poole, incredible game. Yeah, they couldn't guard, and, and I thought this team probably could. I'll, I'll go the other side, though. I was just looking at the stats for the first time, but I bet you – well, there's two stats Steve Kerr we know. He loves one. He said so. They out-rebounded the Grizzlies, which had not happened this season, and that was just a hustling. Was that with Draymond, without Draymond in the second How about half? 16 offensive rebounds for both teams? Yes. That was kind of what – there was a lot of offense. And the second one, John Moran had 34 points, but in 31 shots, I just saw that. that they love that. They he want him to 31 be – 31 shots? 14 you, 31. You want to know the bigger they stat on that, that stat line? Four for 11. Four for 11. 11 right? attempted threes yeah. for John Moran. He took yeah. 20 the whole – Minnesota series, never more than five in a game. 11 is one off a career high. They are begging him to shoot yep. threes. And he made them early, and they didn't back off the strategy. Because he made two, remember, I think the first two shots yeah. of the game were John Moran yeah. three, made threes. He made threes in the play-in game. 
game last yeah, year, right? Yeah, he did. He yeah. did. He had like five. And I just think it was it was kind of mature of them. Too, it was kind of mature of them to just go, okay, you know, cool. You hit the threes. You might. I don't think he didn't. Like Wiggins played him, and he didn't really do much against Wiggins. Like it almost seemed like okay, they they want me to take the three. Uh, uh, you know, he just kind of seemed bought. I mean, he was putting up tons of shots, but he didn't seem in the in the jaw flow. It just didn't seem like it. Wiggins is not that great getting into the ball, but when Wiggins is able to back off. And that's the strategy. He's better because he's long and, you know, he's still kind of quick lateral and he doesn't have to, like, be the bulldog, which he isn't. That's why I would, especially with Draymond there, I wouldn't start GP. I would, I want, if I'm them, I'd want GP to make sure he's closing the game on Ja in the fourth quarter and not in foul trouble. Well, I mean, he didn't start him in the second half. He didn't, you know, which, but he was there when it mattered. He was there. And remember, uh, he was in. Before John, I was like, I don't know, he's gonna get another foul right here. But then John came in. But as long as you got that set up, to me, that's where John kills you. He doesn't kill you, or the way he tends to kill you, you're fine with, right? Like he's gonna drive, he's gonna get a lot of layups, he might get a couple and ones. But you know, if the Warriors are shooting threes, they'll they'll be fine with that. Where he gets you is in a close ball game, half court to half court. You just can't guard that dude. He's just tough to guard. So I would want GP on the court aggressive too. Do you see when they did the uh, when they were doing the inbounds for the last play? He just goes up to Jaws. He just puts two hands on his hip, and Jaws knocking his head off. He's just trying. He's just getting under his skin, and he's not trying to attack GP either. He did one time. He caught him down low, but. Well, they're trying to get him off. They're always trying to, and they got him off. That they got him. Typical GP. I got beat on the. And he got screened. That's not getting beat. They screened him off. So so Clay's guarding Brandon Clark, and Clay said, "I knew it wasn't Brandon Clark wasn't going to shoot that." So Clay moves over, and Clay stood in front of him. I mean, that the two gigantic plays on John Morant were Clay doing that, and with GP 2s help, and then another. Screen and Curry's got him like what a minute before that or a minute and a half. That was no, that was like 30 seconds left. Okay, after Clay's three. Okay, yeah, and then Curry stays in front of him, bumps him. Morant kind of like does a little like no, he stripped. Oh, no, no, he 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 kind of took the chest bump and then I just wrote about the play. He was bringing it up, he stripped down. No, no, he pokes it with his left hand up and it kind of poked it out. You missed the strip. Well, the, the, it eventually gets poked out, regardless. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was stripped down, and then he had the Iguodala stripped down and then knocked it out. It was like GP2 knocked the, rant, knocked the ball in there, too. It just was a, a really good defensive play, and I'm sure John Morant did not. He thought he was going right past him, did not go past him, got stopped. And, uh, you know, those two were huge stops. It was Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. And, and we know this hasn't been Clay's greatest defensive moments coming back. And we know Steph has not been known for defense. And those two guys in that moment were in the Memphis wanted them on John Morant. And they stopped them to huge, huge moments. I, uh, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast of, you know, it was late in the first half right after Draymond gets ejected. And, and Ja has the floater over Kaminga, who has to be in the game at that point because of foul trouble and no Draymond. And then he does the, you know, he can't guard me pretty kind of theatrically. Steph saw that. Steph was right there. And then the second time he looks at Steph and is pointing at Kaminga and says, he can't guard me. And Steph did one of those as he's walking in the locker room, kind of nod his head like, okay, like I'll remember that. And then when Steph gets the strip late, he yells down at the Warriors bench, I locked that shit up. And it was like, John Morant was very nearby. I could hear it. And I just this series is interesting for a lot of reasons, but you could tell neither of these teams are going to back down from from a brash standpoint. And I like game two, especially with the desperation back in the building, Draymond Green being back in the mix. Um, 
It's there's a lot going on already in this series. We didn't even talk about my guy Jaron Jackson Jr. By the way, we can get to him in a little bit. Goes off like if not for him, Warriors might have won. This one by fifteen twenty. It was incredible and was not in foul trouble. So I just wanted to make that point early on. We might get back to it, but he was fantastic. Season high, maybe a career high. What do you have? Thirty three at six threes. Um, what do you generally think about just? the vibe of the this series is already taken on oh yeah I, I think that's huge um i don't know if memphis can play too much better than that uh well they it could probably be more spread out like uh but i mean they got 116 points right? the big like, thing is like jog hitting four threes and jaron jackson hitting six that's tough to do. now what i would say desmond bain is very capable of going off and did not yeah, but even when Bain is going off, they're still hitting 15, 16 threes on their best day. That's what they got tonight. They just came from a different place. But they're not making 20 threes, right? Like, I mean, if they do, that's, they're winning. That's the game, right? But typically, they don't make 16 threes. Uh, so even if it's Bain, if it's Brooks and less Jaron Jackson, the Warriors have shown, like, yo, y'all was hot from three. <laughs> you got a lot of the calls, right? Uh, and Ja goes off. You pound it inside, and somehow you still lost. To me, that that's a, a very crippling. I'm not calling it a two-and-a-half game advantage. You're not going full but, Tim Kawakami? Like no. Nah. Like but, but I do. Tim was adding one-and-a-half of those to the refs. He's all in on the refs. I'm going to just keep going on this. I do feel like the Warriors can come in, in this to this with house money. Uh, but but I, I also, the reason I'm saying it's not two-and-a-half, like we've seen Memphis win and chase, right? They can win and chase. So... I do feel like the Warriors have a uh, know how they can beat Memphis, and I'm I'm looking at Memphis and I'm like thinking, yo, h- how are they gonna do this? It's not gonna be with defense. It's gonna have to be they gotta score 116 again. They're gonna have to do that. They're gonna have to make 16 threes. They have one of them games like seven for 28. There's just not enough twos. There's not enough twos in there. Even with uh, TK's guy, Jaron Jackson, he could have he could have 20 twos and it still wouldn't be enough. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Jaron Jackson stayed out of foul trouble, and he really did have a good game. He made Slater's predictions a little shaky, but I didn't might, predict he might, anything. He might have, he might, he might get foul trouble again. I mean, again, and they lose. So uh, there's a, so much going on here. But like you know, the guys who've hurt the Warriors in the past, Kyle Anderson, Desmond Baines hurt them. 
Dylan Brooks has hurt them. Was my guy was not good. Like those guys, if they're like run off the court a little bit, Memphis is in real trouble. And they might. I mean, they weren't pounding it in on the Warriors four guard uh, unit. They were not doing it. They were like kind of like searching against that. And they, you know, there's nobody like just being physical. I'm clearly. I think there will be more physicality, but. Like, I saw more physicality from them on the defensive side just because the shot blockers are just flying all over the place. But it wasn't on offense. It wasn't like they're just muscling their way to the basket. They're muscling to, to rebounds. Warriors played tough there. And if they can match that toughness, they're more skilled. I mean, we know that. Uh, and, you know, Steph hasn't gone off, right? I mean, you know, Steph's going to have one of those games. It's just it doesn't feel like there's a big pathway. There is a path, but not an not a immense one for Memphis to get back in this because like you lose one game one at home. I don't know what the numbers are, but man, you lose game one home. Although as Kerr mentioned, they did lose game one at home to Minneapolis and won the series, but man, you lose game one at home to a good team. It's very, very hard, very, very hard to come back from that. It is. And there's crazy pressure on them in game two. Now they can win in chase center. They have won big games in chase center. They're the type of just, they have the mentality to go in there and believe they can steal one. So, I mean, while this is crushing for Memphis, considering you know they were kind of hand delivered a non Draymond Green second half, I mean they, they come out game two with more urgency, win that game. Like it, it shifts, the pressure shifts right back to the Warriors going to chase. So I'm not ready to declare anything in this series. But I, what I thought was curious late, so they wanted Peyton, as you said, they wanted Peyton on Morant late. Um, and it was with no Draymond, so he's not in the closing lineup. But they had Looney out there, and Looney had played a pretty good second half. I thought they were going to keep Looney out there just to have one big. They ended up not. They put Peyton in for Looney. But there will be points when Draymond is back in the mix where is it, is it Peyton or is it Poole late? And this would have been one of those nights where that would have been a difficult decision because Poole is doing everything he, he you know to help you offensively, but Peyton is needed on Morant is when Morant was going off. And they ended up having putting Clay back in, and Clay wasn't having a good night. If Draymond was around, you could have argued this might have been a night to not to have Peyton in instead of Clay. But I just see there's like six should-be closers right now on this team in this matchup, and I'm just curious how Kerr decides that moving forward because he did pull Peyton off the floor for a little bit, and that was yeah. a problem. I think he might. I mean, I think it's going to be pool, but he might go offense, defense. It might just be not just have him play all the way out. If they can get a couple possessions where you're going to be on defense, you get Peyton in there just for that. For pool, maybe uh, might be for Wiggins. I don't know. Wiggins is playing power forward though, so well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like I want to get to Andrew Wiggins. He, I sh- he, he was played a gr- oh, he was great. Eight all game. rebounds. Oh, you know, right now who leads the? Oh, I'm I'm hinting at it. But <laughs> is it Andrew Wiggins playoff rebounds leaders for the Warriors. Andrew Wiggins 42, number one. Draymond Green is second at 31. He has 11 more rebounds than anybody else on the team. And you need him against Memphis. You just need that bounciness. And, and I noted it when he and Kaminga played together in the first half. Like, just that bounciness changes things. And Athleticism, yeah, baby. Less of speed. He'll flip, 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 flip. And, you know, Jordan is really athletic offensively, you know, maybe less so defensively. The ball's going, whoop, 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 whoop. And, you know, and you just kind of see the, the Grizzlies guys are, like, kind of moving their heads around because the ball's moving so fast. I'm not saying that Kaminga should play a lot more than he did, but, like, when Wiggins is that bouncy, it changes the way the Warriors play. And they don't have a lot of, a lot of guys like that. Like, you just can be bounce around and just, like, knock the ball around. Like, he was doing that, like, rebounds up, and there's Jaron Jackson here. I got to tip it over there. Like, Draymond does that. You know, Wiggins, I hadn't really seen him do that very much. At some point, Wiggins is going to get a, a tip dunk. 
Like he's trying <laughs> tough. If he got was that the Denver one, yeah, which would have clinched. Trying to get it tonight, but like uh, the Denver one was much closer. But at some point, he's gonna throw one of these things. The back. Denver one was ambitious, but he got um, two of the biggest offensive rebounds of the night in last two minutes. Which you mentioned the one. It goes over Jaron Jackson's head. He's actually falling out of bounds, and he like shovels it over to Curry to get him an extra possession. And then there's they're down two with about two minutes left. And it's a traffic rebound that he's able to, like you said, spring up and tip out to Poole. And that's when Poole catches it and throws a fastball right back to him for a layup. That was huge. I mean, that ties the game. So he is getting, like, hustle, big rebounds. He and GP2 and Clay are, like, in, like Clay's a power forward right now. That's who he's guarding. He tried to guard Jaw a couple of times. It wasn't pretty. Um, and, like, he is that big and that strong and they need him fighting he's not getting a ton of rebounds but they just need him fighting put a body on somebody you know and he had Jokic for a little bit last last series he's gonna have some bigger guys because of the way they're downsizing across the board you know we we say GP2 basically plays like a power forward but that's on offense he can't play power forwards on defense not, no, not Jaron Jackson well especially because he's guarding Moran yeah, I mean, he's guarding Moran strong. that's right so you need Clay to be guarding you know uh, Jaron Jackson, you know, you need Clay to be guard. He's guarding Brandon Clark on on the last play. They, they just, tried him once on Jaron Jackson, and the Grizzlies went right to a post up, and it, 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 I think uh, it was a foul on Clay, which I think was his second. But Mike Brown immediately like springs off the bench. He was like, "Wiggins, switch that, please." It was pretty funny. But anyway, it, uh, other storylines to you guys. Uh, I just like I, I wrote about this. I mean, they, they were really pissed off, really pissed off, and and. And felt like just, you know, this was like righteousness. Like they, they were screwed in their minds. And I very rarely go, I mean, I'm always for teams can feel that way. Fans I don't love when they feel that way. But the team itself, like there was this edge to them about what had happened. And if they had lost, we would have heard some of it publicly. No question in my mind. Only one of them matters, right? The teams or the fans. Yeah, the team matters. The teams can always be mad. You can be, but like they felt like this was a horrendous officiating all against them, and they got the chip on their shoulder. And maybe that helped. You know, that surely helped their motivation in that second half. They're trying to take it away from us. I did hear a certain player as he was leaving who did not speak to us uh, or before anybody went to the podium screaming. They tried to. They tried to. Because Draymond, obviously, you know, someone was telling him that they were trying to steal it from them. And he said, yeah, they tried to. I didn't put it in my column, but I will. For the, for the exclusive use of the podcast, that's what Draymond was yelling as he was uh, leaving, exiting the arena. Don't. Who he was talking to? One of his security guards. Who, who else? Who? A father. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I, 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 T. Morant? No, a warrior's father. Uh-huh. I didn't see that. I just saw him go with the security guy. But um, T. Morant was having a good time. Yeah, he was going to move. He had roller. like a five-minute post-game session with Steph. You see that? They were like hugging and talking, and uh, I saw Jaw talking to him like while Jaw was yeah. like lining up on defense, and he's having a conversation with his dad twenty feet away. It was hilarious. Yeah. He's into it. Yeah, he was like he calls Steph over. Steph walks over. They hug like three times. He like covers his mouth and he's whispering in his ear, and they're laughing. That was it, that was interesting. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I can see that for. The the after the series is over, but yeah, I wonder how. Yeah, after game one. Yeah, after game one, and that game game one. Yeah, after that game one. Yeah, this is there's going to be it's going to be a big game, good game two. Game two is going to be. I'm recommending that Dale goes and sits by T now. (laughs) Get them on the. Yeah, Chris Haynes interview them both. Who's the dad who could ride with? Who could sit with T? And uh, (laughs) who's the Warriors' dad? Need to be. How about Draymond's mom? Yeah. 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 
Is she, I don't think she's here, is she? I don't know. No, I don't. She it was would, tweeting, so I don't think she's here. It, yeah, it would be great. Oh, man, that would be epic, yeah. wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, I would say for from Memphis' side, you got to see more Bane. I, although I think the Warriors scouting are clearly is like, do not get detached from Desmond Bane. He never looked comfortable out there. He didn't. I mean, I don't know what he numbers. And also, he's trying to guard Jordan Poole. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... He's gotten a lot of clay, too. 10, one of five. Made one three-pointer. Um, yeah, not a good game. Plus one, but... And then, to me, the worst player on Memphis today, Dylan Brooks. Uh, airballed three threes, got too aggressive offensively trying to shoot. Uh, five fouls. Obviously, he needs to be on the floor. He's He's got to guard either Steph or Poole. Um, but he's got to play. Like, if, you are, if you're in between uh, games in this series as Memphis, you're, like, looking at the way Brooks played and needing him to play much better. Uh, you know who played better? De'Anthony Melton came off the bench and played really well. You called that no Zaire Williams. He was out with a knee. You know, maybe Steven Adams enter, re-enters the series. Tyus Jones wasn't great. Now that was the other I'm thing about. Surprised he didn't play more, by the way. Like he, like he closed the last series, played great, and then he plays twelve minutes tonight. That's I was surprised by that. I, I think Gary Payton was on Tyus Jones yeah, too, yeah, which yeah. is like Gary Payton when he was in the game. Uh, when Ja, that's what I was like. You need to sit him down, save for Ja, but. You can't. You're not. They're not going against Gary. They're not doing it. But I do think the difference between last series is Steph, Clay, Jordan Poole, and Gary Payton. And the last series it was D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards, who Jordan McLaughlin was balling. Jordan, Jordan McLaughlin was the <laughs> best guard. And Jade, and Jade McDaniel's, yeah. <laughs> It's just a different, you know, yeah, there's I levels. Mean, I don't know. I mean, I just thought he would get some, you know, significant minutes because he's just in the rotation. It's who they are. He's hit clutch shots, and he plays 12 minutes. I, I, that surprised me. But Would you would you guys think of Kaminga? I, I just want to see him more. Pressure on the rim immediately. I mean, I don't think his lostness is that bad. Eh, it's not that good. There was a – there was the times where he kept looking over the bench and Steve was trying to direct him. Then there was a point. It was his first possession. He clearly was like, all right, I'm on the floor. I want to make an impact. As you're talking about, right? Go to the rim. But he got the ball. It was like a defensive rebound in the corner, and he's bringing it up, and Draymond's running in the middle of the floor, and Draymond is sitting there like, ball, 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 ball. And Kaminga just the entire time did it, and Draymond did one. It was like, oh. Like, yeah, you know, shook his head at the back bench. back out at the top, though. I mean, he probably saved the turnover. He held it up, <laughs> yeah. got into a point. Draymond's <laughs> passing was not terrific uh, in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. He was, like, throwing, like, you know, 40-foot bounce passes. Uh, but I just, like, he does that type of stuff where I think Draymond's like, you know, why are we playing a rookie right now if he's not going to, you so know, you give the no, veteran no the ball. Iguodala would give him minutes that, you know, was about the same, you know, so – He's going to get in there, and Otto Porter does serve a purpose. He's, Eight rebounds for yeah, Otto Porter. He absolutely does serve a purpose, but like, could Kaminga get some of those minutes and actually give them a little bit more on offense? Because as we keep saying, he's not making anything. You know, he's not even taking shots anymore. So you know, I guess he does sort of spread the floor because people sort of think he's going to shoot, but it's not. I don't know. I think Kaminga could get some of those minutes just as a different dynamic to, you know, the minutes Porter was getting, is getting, that Iguodala was getting, the elites is not getting. Like, there's feels like there's minutes there, and it's still not quite opening up that much for Kaminga. He has, Kerr has really, you know, tightened the rotation. At, at one point, it felt like it was an eight-man. It obviously stretches to Kaminga. What do you mean? We saw Damian Lee. Go. We got yeah, th- yeah. Th- <laughs> three pretty good minutes from Damian Lee to, to try to bridge it to get Steph back in the game after there was Peyton and uh, Clay Thompson foul trouble. It, I really did... 
feel like it was an important play. He drives baseline, gets Jordan Poole a wide open three, and Jordan Poole had just entered the game and missed three straight threes. He took a step back air ball. He just looked rushed. Damian Lee got him a catch and shoot wide open three. He hits that, boom! He just it explodes. It's thirty one point nine. Was Damian Lee's going to try to shovel shot in traffic and it was not going to make it. So passing was a good idea from him, I think. There because he, I think, what what about Damian Lee? What facet of his game annoys Warriors fans the most? Missed open shots or when he gets into traffic and it's just pure trouble? I, I think it's when he gets into traffic and it's just pure trouble. But that's just me. That's why you need Nemanja Bjelica out there going into traffic. Um, all right. Well, game two, like we've been saying, it should be an environment in here, and it should be a lot. There's just a lot on the line for for a Grizzlies team that I feel like they're just going to play frantically with a lot on the line. Yeah, I wonder about their fatigue level, right? It's it's a day off, but coming off that series, a really short turnaround. Uh, 12.30 game helps them a little bit, but, you know, I just want to see how they respond. I want to see how they respond. They're a really good team. You know, they're obviously on their way up. Like, these are the moments where you become a champion, right? Like, if they're going to do that, they they just got a team in front of them that ain't going anywhere. They're going to have to beat the Warriors. So you're saying it's like the Warriors game four and 15. This is game two for the Grizzlies. They just pushed it that fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it right here? Is it right here? Who are you? Who are you? The Warriors lost. At home yes. in game, game two, two. And then lost and then game, game three. Game three here. And yeah. Kind of put them in a hole. So it's like. They, they, this is they si- this, this is similar to being down 2-1 at home in a game yeah. four. Being down yeah. 1-0 when you are the home team. Yes. yes. And it's the Warriors again. You know, we cover them. So whatever. But like the world's. Okay. That's the Warriors. They're through here. You know, like you, you just kind of feel that. Again, it's not real. It's just basketball. But they just won a game without Draymond Green in the second half in Memphis. It. There's a lot that there's a lot of Without weight Steph with that. Clay going crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of weight on that, and um, we'll see with Minnesota's Minnesota. Who's who are they playing? Memphis. See if Memphis is still that uh, wish we'll take it from a game. <laughs> yeah, we well, we should even be here today. We should still be flying tomorrow. Oh well, that's over. Let's go get some barbecue. All right, cool. We will talk to you Tuesday night.